slow. You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Hello and welcome into the first edition of Commissioner's Corner Luke Season 11. Joining me this week, as they do most weeks, Tyler Bagenstoss, Kyle George, two of your favorite owners in the Lug. Fellas, how are we feeling? Initial reactions, obviously post-draft, drafted on Wednesday, August 30th. Uh, not a ton of huge news, maybe outside of Cooper Cup for Kyle, but how are we feeling just as you've had a chance to marinate with your team now for about 48 hours? Scared, nervous, excited, all the above. I mean... <laughs> No the standard really for fantasy it's football. Standard. I mean, it's standard preseason football. You know, I think we're all giddy for the season to start. You know, we got yeah, some, good, sure. some good college games going on this weekend. But, no, man, I mean, same thing every year. Everyone's got a great team. You know, everyone's feeling good. And then the first week happens, and then reality hits. And then if you're me or Paul, or, you know, you're at the bottom. So, no, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, exciting. Uh, 10-man league. Every team looks good coming out of the draft pretty much every year. It's like and snake. Even with even the teams that you think may not be as good, I mean, they're still they're still gonna be better than most just because we don't have 12 people. So um yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> with the whole you already alluded to the Cooper Cup thing, and that's been my morning of just being sad about that. So uh, <laughs> it is not so officially funny. out yet, but I think you can read between the lines <laughs> and what saying that he's probably not going to play and honestly it might be beneficial for me for him not to play the week the first week at least to like hopefully let it recover more but goddamn hamstrings that's, that's a that's quite the spin zone and i like where your head's at kyle yeah. i think everyone i always prefer my best player sitting out my so. first round pick i want him playing. Just, just, just one week. <laughs> we gotta arrest him for week one and you know george pickens will come off my bench and score two touchdowns and paul will still lose it'll be great well, That's Paul a- definitely still is. Paul definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, low on Paul early out of the gates here. I love it. No, um, love Paul. All right, fellas, let's go ahead and I got a couple questions for you regarding the league and and how we're the outlook is currently. I'm with you guys, by the way. Fantasy football has the weirdest ability to make you talk yourself in and out of every team in the league, especially the way we're set up and how I feel like. Most of our owners, if not everyone, kind of has a good feel for one another as well as the NFL at this point. So yes. I've, I've gone through all 10 teams being the champion and also all 10 teams running the beer mile already, I think. So yeah. we're, we're basically saying we don't know shit. That being yes. said, let's go ahead and a- try to answer some questions on on just our initial gut reactions on the Lug as yep. it stands today. And the first one I want to talk about is talking about the draft on Wednesday. What was the most surprising moment of the draft for you? It can be a pick, it can be a trade, that being your guys' trade, um, or just a, a takeaway that surprised you following the draft. Um, I'll go ahead and start, and I'm going to go with Derek. And I don't think it was necessarily a bad pick, but in my thought, I wasn't really looking at the number one slot, but Justin Jefferson in my head was just going to number one pick, slot him in, receiver, but – him taking McCaffrey to me was surprising because I didn't know it was coming. 
Um, but I can get the logic behind it. You know, great offensive line in San Francisco, dual threat back. Um, the question is, can he stay healthy? And if he does, it's game changer for Derek up at the first spot. Um, but I would say for me, it was nice to see a name I didn't um, think was going to go first. Go first. Started off on a little bit of a twist. Yeah, that's fair. I I wasn't expecting him to take C-Mac. I personally think it's the right pick. That's like I don't know. I feel like Justin Jefferson. I had him last year. He's he's amazing. He was the wide receiver one. It's obviously very comforting. But I think uh, you know people have this narrative on C-Mac being hurt all the time when he when he had one season that he missed, right? And I feel like he's kind of under the narrative that he's always hurt. Um, which I don't really think is the case. So I kind of, I respect Derek a lot for the move, but I agree. It was definitely surprising. I didn't expect Derek to do that, but I happen to agree with the pick. One surprise that I thought of was Mahomes going early second to Cooper. Uh, like I'm, I'm typically one of those people that I'm not against early quarterback drafting. Like Mahomes went early third. Was it early third? So yeah. I took him to second. Oh, second I'm, I'm looking at the draft log right now. It's He was the second pick in the third round. Okay. Then never mind. I actually don't think that's that big of a surprise. So I was just wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still surprising. I mean, let's. Would you have qu- said if it was second round, since it was such early third round, would you say that's a little quick? No, I actually don't think so. I think the the trio, the Mahomes, Allen, Hertz combo in the third round uh, is not that is actually you know pretty good value. Quarterbacks are starting to move up draft boards each year, kind of like how wide receivers are starting to take precedence over running backs for some people. Um, but outside of those three, I wouldn't want a quarterback because those three just score so many freaking points. Like it's understandable. Like if you already have a good running back and receiver and you're in that third round where there's some fringe guys that you maybe aren't sold on, I'm all for going for one of those guys. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And was it surprising that either of you to see Hertz come off first? No, I think not he's really. A, no. Yeah. Stud fantasy player. Yeah, especially following last year, there's a chance he throws for four thousand and runs for another thousand. So, yeah, and people are high on Devonta Smith this year, like, and they still have AJ Brown, Dallas, AJ Brown, God. I mean, the best offensive line in the league potentially. Um, DeAndre Swift, kind of a sneaky pickup if if he stays healthy. Sneaky pickup. Yeah, I'm curious to see how their backfield pans out. With I would say he has the most most weapons out of the Hurts, Mahomes, Allen trio right i'd agree with that yeah and maybe yeah. the best rusher so i, I mean it's it. a i had hurts last year inside the five yard line you're getting three attempts of him running the ball in the end zone pretty much there was a yeah. few times where they had handed the sanders every once in a while but it was like it was pretty much okay we're just gonna run three qb draws and hurts is gonna get it in eventually it's, it was fucking awesome <laughs> yeah yeah i and i don't think it's gonna affect it much but i am interested to see with the offensive coordinator going to Indianapolis, if that changes anything, I doubt it because if I were that offensive coordinator, I'd rinse and repeat whatever they did last (laughs) year, Uh, obviously worked. And I think that's probably what they're aiming for, but curious to see if that has any sort of impact towards like, will they run him as much now that they've paid him so much as well? You know, there's, there's a little bit of risk in there, but it's like Josh Allen, you got to, you know, go with what they do best, which hurts. So that's, that's obviously his legs. Yeah, I think for sure. the most surprising move to me, or not move, but pick was Darren Waller coming all the way up to the fourth tight end drafted. 
in the fifth round, which I don't think fifth round was too early by any means, but just to see his name, it's not so much. I think we've all read about the hype around him this year and that he'll be the Giants probably main receiver. Um, it's just after the last two years straight of a lot of injuries and a lot of issues, obviously in Oakland and Las Vegas, different scenario, but I was kind of surprised to see that much faith being put back into him. Like it was a rookie year in his second year when he was pretty dominant. Um, yeah. And just with Daniel Jones there, you you never really know, uh, despite yeah. their success last year. Uh, I thought Darren Waller was an interesting pick. I'm not saying Hawkinson would have been a better pick there or anything of that nature. Just kind of surprised me in the fifth round that Darren Waller was, you know, one of the early fifth round picks. I thought maybe he slides to six or seven, but I think our league also has, has evolved into the sense of people are trying to get someone that's slotted in that top five, top 10 at a position rather than just loading up benches. And so we saw tight ends start to flow and he's, he's still a great choice. I was just not a name you're, I was used to seeing after the last two years, but have heard all the same podcasts as everyone else. A lot of big projections for Darren Waller this year. So I think that's one. You just got to hope he's not like Kenny Galladay 2.0, which I I don't think, I, I think that's, not really a fair assessment. They're kind of two very different players, but it's like the whole Kenny Galladay going to New York thing where everyone was super high on him. Oh, uh, getting this is two years ago, Tyler, not this year. Um, yeah. And then he like completely flopped those two seasons. You're supposed to be the number yeah. one target pretty much. Well, that's, he, same thing. He was hurt so consistently. You know, you, it's yeah. like, will Waller be on the field or not? That's probably he's what it a, has, you know. he's a He's an upside pick, though. I mean, if he hits, he can be. We've seen it how many like one or two seasons where he's played like an all like a top three tight end. Almost, yeah. Yeah. So I I I picked him last year because you're thinking like, oh shit, if he's that guy, <laughs> you know, like yeah, this this changes my roster. But that's what you're, you're that's a gamble. That's the gamble. And that's what's great about fantasy football. High risk, high reward. And and speaking of high risk, high reward, we saw a pre-draft trade um between David and Randall. That was David getting Randall's first round pick I think pick number eight in exchange for David's second round and fourth round pick David also grabbed a 10th round pick from Randall but for the sake of this conversation we don't need to dive into that uh, for today Um, what did you think about that trade and then how do you think it kind of panned out for both sides Um, Um, I was just gonna say that I think it worked out I'm just I'm trying to look at Botinja real quick. I yeah. I like Randall what he did with the two second round picks and getting Amon Ra and Garrett Wilson. I think those were the two that he used in the second round. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on there. I'm not looking no, at the right. exact spots, but I think that's what it was. Um, I'm very high on both of those two players this year. Um, I would have loved either one of them on on my team. I knew just based on where I was in the draft, kind of late first, early second, that I probably wasn't going to get one of them unless I reached, which could have done, but um, I really like what he did there. I like, you know, adding Mark Andrews to that. Like, that's a good little trio there, pass catchers. Um, and then he's got the stack with Lamar, too. So I think it worked out for Randall. He definitely had some question marks at the running back position. But, you know, I said that about Connor's team last year and, you know, it was completely wrong. So maybe Rashad White and Cam Akers end up being really good players this year. Uh, I wouldn't guess that, but it's possible. I don't know what Dave, what is David 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 went with uh, he went with Tyreek Hill and Derrick Henry and then he kind of did he have a lull oh no yeah he had then he had no pick in the second round and then he was able to snag I believe Josh Allen so those are his big three Josh Allen Derrick Henry Tyreek Hill and I like David's thought process behind it too 
I do get a little nervous with Derrick Henry, although he is an absolute freak of nature. He had like 350 carries last year, and he's in his age like 32 season. And, or sorry, 31, 31. Either way, he's past running back prime age, even though he's a freak. I just don't like Tennessee's offense at all. You know, I, right. I, I granted, he is the offense, but, and it works up to this point. I, it just makes, the, I'm just a little nervous about the Derrick so Henry. When, when's that year going to be? Is when is that year? There's exactly. a fall off coming. We all agree. There's a fall off coming. It may not, yeah. Make another one. So if it if it hits for David, I mean shit, he's looking at a three headed monster there. That's nice, and um, he was able to fill out the rest of his roster. It looks good. So I think it, as of right now, it looks even. You know, I may lean Randy, um, but we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, going back to your surprise question, Connor, uh, that's a good one actually. I was surprised Derrick Henry went in the first round. I think because there was a couple like if he wanted to go running back, there was Chubb was still available. I want to say Saquon was still available. Like to go Derrick Henry over those two guys, like I again I agree Tyler the like if he has his, you know, doesn't have his fallout year, could be really good. But I feel like Chubb and Saquon are kind and of Tony Tony Pollard was there, there and yeah. For running backs at least. So Yeah. So that's kind and of let's... a surprise. Let's quickly talk about that since you brought it up. How do you guys feel about your swap? Obviously, Tyler drafted Bijan Robinson, number seven. Kyle drafted Tony Pollard, number 12. And then you guys agreed to swap just one because those running backs on paper seeming seem pretty even. Um, also, because they're on your two favorite teams. So how have you guys had any reactions since the draft um, on that trade? Well, I'll just tell you, when it came to my pick, I was looking at Derrick Henry and Cooper Cup and Saquon Barkley and Bijan Robinson. Those were like my four. And um, I just wasn't comfortable with Cup or Henry or even Barkley. So I was like, let's just give this rookie guy a shot. I knew Kyle loved him, but I didn't think I was going to trade with him immediately. Um, I knew that they were a run-heavy offense and that he's a great pass catcher and that um, – who's the coach? Uh, Atlanta, Kyle. Um, he came from Tennessee, correct? Yep. So he was a Derrick Henry guy. He wants his, here's my thought. He wants his Derrick Henry. Like, let's get my bell cow and let's go. So I'm thinking usage is high. Like, let's, he's young. I liked him. And then Kyle ended up taking Tony with his second round pick because he took Cooper Cup in the first round. And honestly, I could have picked Tony at seven. I think they're pretty comparable. Um, both good athletes, good pass catchers, going to be the bell cows for both teams. And, Happens to be on my favorite team. So I should have just taken Tony at seven, to be completely honest. I don't know what I was thinking, but here we are. Yeah, I don't really think there's a winner or loser, per se, at this point in time. Like, they both have similar upside. So it was a pretty even swap. I think, from my perspective, it was, like, obviously he's on my favorite team. That's why I wanted him. But the fact that Tyler was willing to do it, in my eyes, like, I did quite a few mock drafts, and I saw mocks where Cooper Cup was going in the top five and where Bijan was going in the top five. So that doesn't mean they're going to finish there, obviously. But in my head, I'm like, well, I've, I have two guys that in a lot of mock drafts are going top five. Like, that makes me feel pretty good inside in terms of just general upside there. Good I point. Mean, I'm already dealing with one potential injury. And, I've, and I, I'm not lying to Tyler because we were talking before the draft. And I do believe that I'm not sure Bijan's going to hold up to the first round value for the first few weeks, which I'm a little nervous about. Um, I think by, like, week four or five when he – establishes himself as the true bell cow he's going to be insanely good i'm just not sure it's going to be that way 
um, from the get-go because sometimes you see like these rookies have to be integrated into the offense a little bit more. And so that could come back to bite me. And I don't think Pollard's going to have that issue. So that's where I think from Tyler's perspective, it actually makes some sense on his end. But you just never really know at this point until you see game one. <laughs> there's something to be said about having the running back, starting running back for your favorite team. It's just kind of fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, it can yes. be painful, too, obviously, on those down weeks. But for sure, you're going to be watching all those games anyway. So it's kind of a... A nice little added exactly. bonus that you get a root for your fantasy team and favorite team at the same time. Yeah. Uh, which is why I'm shocked to see Dak Prescott not starting for Tyler. Um, well, you should look again. Oh, he is now, I'm pretty sure. You should look again, Connor. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Tyler, you're trying to tank your season in week one. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, after next Connor, week, didn't you take C.D. Lamb? Yeah, that's it. I, <laughs> C.D. Lamb's great. It's Dak Prescott throwing to the other team. That sucks. <laughs> oh, well, we're going to find out, Connor. At least I have a team, all right? Yeah, I do, too. I've been a Jets well, fan my whole life, and I'm really yeah. excited we finally yeah. have the roster that we've been dreaming of. So You just you just keep lying to yourself, brother. Connor, did you have a <laughs> chance at Garrett Wilson, or was he gone and you took CD over him? Uh, no, I took I took um, Chubb over Garrett Wilson. Oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's a little more fair. I, I should, I, like, in hindsight, I won. So your former play. favorite team's best player. Right, exactly. Well, like not my favorite team. They've always been second with Baker there, but now that the Jets are prominent, you know, I I wanted to go with the running back position was the main the main point there. Um as I'm the guy that loves wide receivers more than anyone. Uh so moving on here, the other thing I just quickly wanted to touch on too is if you guys had any thoughts around the new divisions, obviously we draw every year. Is there any immediate thoughts? I mean, it's always hard to tell again when we don't have any feel for teams, but how do you feel that the division shook out? Um, <laughs> Shit, man, Connor, I think... Connor has Paul and Derek in his division, so that's like pretty much a guarantee that you're top three in the division. He also has former <laughs> last place Randall Tanner. So, so Connor, you must be feeling good. You know, I don't like to say I don't like to put the uh, cart in front of the horse, but I'm not um, mad about how everything shook out in the team. <laughs> not <laughs> mad about it. I mean, I everything's looking pretty even at this point. You know, I, I, yeah, I, it's, I, it's really I, hard to say. I would say actually, I can give you this. Um, I think our league has the best grouping of team names, only because we have Cooper, who his name I think is just. Simple yet hilarious and elegant. Ben Jehovah is just great. <laughs> and, it, and when we were when we were all together drafting, it was great to reminisce on all the old names. That was hilarious. That was funny to go back through. Um, that being said, I mean having Derek's daddy and how I met John's mom is that's pretty, <laughs> that's as well point. as as well as David didn't get enough credit for his team name eighteen thirty three thirty seven. Uh, Randall's yeah. beer mile time. So that's, that's great. That was, I, I might dispute you on the names there, Tyler. No, you're probably you and Derek right. are kind of tanking us by not changing it, but <laughs> those are pretty good. Yeah, those are good. All righty. Uh, just wanted to quickly touch on that one. So let's get into kind of some of the meat of the predictions here. What's a team, and it can't be your own. That's my one stipulation here. What team are you most or very excited about looking at their roster? for the upcoming season, one that you're feeling pretty good about um, compared to a lot of the others. Hmm. Kyle, you got uh, one off the hurts. top? I, yeah, I was kind of looking early, and it hurts me to say it because he's a co-host on it, but I really do like your team, Tyler. Uh, really? 
I do, and I'll tell you why. I think I'm pretty high on Calvin Ridley this year. I think he's got top ten upside. Um, I'm also high on Christian Watson, which is a, I know a hot take. I think amongst most, I don't think a lot of people like Christian Watson, but I I kind of am on on that train. Um, but I think the biggest reason is I think Brees Hall is going to be the steal of the draft. I like the whole Dalvin Cook thing. I don't read into very much. I think he's just like a a rental for the first couple weeks while. Brees gets integrated back, but I think people forget Brees was probably going to be the offensive rookie of the year last year if he didn't get hurt, and then it ended up being Garrett Wilson on his own team, which is kind of funny. Um, but Brees is, like, so skilled. Like, when you talk about Bijan, you know, being, like, the dual threat, like the McCaffrey's, like, that's what Brees Hall is. And yeah. with, with Aaron Rodgers now, I think he has even greater upside because I think he'll be more useful in the passing game, kind of like that Aaron Jones role. Um and then obviously his rushing's great too. So I think by like week five or six, slotting him in with Pollard at your at your running back position is going to make your team very very scary. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I I, I get a little nervous about the Gents' offensive line, but I think Aaron Rodgers just kind of opens everything up. That Brees Hall showed last year that he was an absolute stud, and um, hopefully he can regain that um, type of play here for me. Yeah, that is also assuming Devonte is Devonte like I'm a little that's the biggest and Calvin I think Devonte and Calvin are a little like yeah. they could be great but they could also like Jimmy G with the I mean the thing about Devonte is he gets fed passes like he's gonna have chances to catch balls um now Calvin I don't know he sat out of here I know he's an absolute stud but we'll see um for mine I was I think I'm <laughs> I think I'm looking at Jack. I think I'm looking at Jack. And I think he's he's a name we usually bring up at this point in the year. Um, but I do like the trio of Hertz, Debo, Kelsey. He's got the 49ers defense. Um Deontay Johnson. A lot of people were high on him that I was listening to in the preseason. And you know they have a lot of mouths to feed in Pittsburgh, but if Kenny Pickett's that guy, Deontay should um, have a pretty big role in that offense. Mike Williams, same thing for him. You know, he's on the Chargers. You know, maybe Kellen Moore helps him out. Justin Herbert, like, I think he has a lot of upside here, and I'm liking what I'm seeing now. I don't think Jonathan Taylor was worth the pick personally. Um, I don't think he's going to play at all this year, and his bench looks maybe a little weak. But like we said, I mean, how much does the bench really matter? You only need a, a guy or two, you know, to slot in there in the bye weeks as long as everyone stays healthy. So I like what I'm seeing from Jack's team. I think on my end, yeah, no, I agree with that. I I'm, I think on my end, and it's easy because of the ESPN ranking, obviously, but I think Cooper had a really strong draft. Um, mainly the fact that he has Mahomes, Jefferson, and Waddle are like, those are, to me, very yeah. solid picks. Uh, ETN is you, solid, too. And well, that's where I was going next. And then ETN, obviously, a lot of people are projecting to break out pretty good. Um, and I would imagine with ETN being able to catch the ball as well out of the backfield. And I don't actually know who their backup is, but I think they're going to. Take Bigsby, baby. Oh, that's right, Kyle. This split carries at the first team. Yeah. Okay. Well, I still like ETN. And I think <laughs> Bigsby will be on the waiver wire uh, pretty quick here into the season. And uh, there's a chance Judy on his bench, if he's healthy in that offense and David Montgomery picking up that Jamal Williams role in, in uh, Detroit could be nice for him. Yeah. And, and JK Dobbins coming back from major injury scares me a little, but 
I mean, the, the stats around him when he plays are pretty insane in terms of yards per carry. And I think he had him last outlet. year too. Yeah, he, yeah but he's he two years removed now, right? Yeah, he played last year, so he's two years away from the ACL injury. Now. I thought well, I thought like late into the year last year. As well, he was out majority of the year, and he came back in like late in the regular oh, season. Oh, got it. Got okay. It. Yeah, but either way, he's he should be you know pretty recovered. I don't. Terry McLaurin is someone I've had uh, before as well, and that's a really scary air, uh, you know, player because he's he is so good that he baits you into playing him, but he has a lot of down weeks just because of who their quarterbacks tend to be. That being said, um, and this is a guy that caused me to run a beer mile one year, but I really believe Michael Thomas is going to have a decent season. Really, uh, I he I think it's you know the first time he's been completely healthy going into the year in two years. And I don't think talent like that just goes away completely. He is kind of a head case, obviously. But um, I think Michael Thomas could be a good, like, flex option for Cooper throughout the year, especially while Judy's hurt the first couple weeks. Uh, I I really think that could be something where you manage to grab 10 points, you know, in a week and win win a game that way. And then I I like the core. Yeah, no, for sure. I worry about Alave with Thomas and having Derek Carr, like, just not trusting Derek Carr, but I get your point there. Yeah, um, and I, I, I'm with you on the Derek Carr thing, though, is like, yes, last year was a pretty rough year, but he's also a pretty consi- – like, he hucks the ball. Like, yeah, like, he's not a bad and- fancy – like, he's not a bad quarterback to have for your receivers. Right, he throws yeah. the ball to your good players. And I think last year was more of an outlier, especially with Josh McDaniels, who's proven to be a terrible head <sighs> coach, and I don't get why he's still a head coach. <sighs> I but- know. Um, I think I think Derek Carr, not saying he's going to be like an MVP candidate like he was two years ago, but at the same time, I think he can get your wide receiver yards and Alave and Thomas on both sides um, takes the, you know, there's not one guy that they're really going to key on. They're going to have to cover both sides. And I think they're both talented enough. I do agree Alave might be more of the premier receiver on Kyle's team, but at the same time, I, I don't think Michael Thomas is going to be as painful to watch as he has been in the years past what do you guys think about like Derek Carr compared to Jimmy G like they're pretty damn similar right or I think they're no, different Derek quarterbacks. Carr throws the ball downfield Jimmy G does not that's the big difference and that's Jimmy great. G wins, so that's great or does not so yeah. those, those <laughs> there are major go. differences <laughs> okay all right granted Derek Carr spent most of his time on shitty Oakland teams and uh Jimmy G got to play for San Francisco um under Shanahan but it Kyle's spot on like Jimmy G doesn't he'll win games throwing for like 170 yards a lot and Carr will lose games throwing for 330 you know it's it's an interesting comparison though that they're yeah. kind of the same same level same like tier about, same tier yes, but yes, different yes. player yeah exactly um and thinking of kind of the flip side of this question now let's let's quickly touch on which team outside of your own again you're most scared for just taking a glimpse at the rosters doesn't right. mean you're guaranteeing it to be bad, but just that you're a little nervous about. Absolutely no guarantee, but I am nervous for Paul Sheffield. And my only thought, my thoughts are, I don't like Najee Harris a lot. Um, I would have just stayed away from him. Um, I'm nervous about Darren Waller that we had talked about. He could be, you know, that's just 50-50 shot for you there, Paul. He, he could save your league. And then I'm a little nervous about Mike Evans. And I know it's hard to say that because Mike Evans is like the model of consistency, but Baker Mayfield upset about his contract. The team's going to be horrible. Um, And then like, I I'm looking at his bench, like Michael Pittman's kind of that same type of guy to me in Indianapolis. 
I don't really feel comfortable playing him. He did. I don't. Now that I'm looking, he has Jackson Smith and Jigba. He could be a good play, but that they got a loaded uh, receiving core. So I'm a little nervous for Paul. That then again, his receivers and AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, and then Jacobs. That those three could explode. You, you know, any week and then carry a lot of his teams. So yeah, um, I hear you on that. And but I'm a little. I'm a little nervous for you, Paul. Kyle, where are you going with this one? I'm nervous for Derek. Uh, I love C-Mac. No, oh, no, God no, damn it. Those two be the answers. <laughs> That's so bad. I'm sorry, boys. Sorry, boys. But, no, this is just – I'm not trying to, like, play the inside joker thing. I just – there's a lot of players on his team that I'm just, like, scared about. Like, Keenan Allen, he's, like, over 30 oh, yeah. now. I think everyone can kind of agree they're a little nervous for Keenan Allen. He tends to miss a few games each year, you know. Just I just – I mean, when he's healthy, he's going to be just fine. But it's, you know, when's that drop off you're going to come? Like his number one receiver, I love Devontae Smith, obviously. But, you know, you got A.J. Brown there. So, like, I don't know what that's going to look like. But then Joe Mixon and James Conner are, like, two guys that go into this draft, like, I was pretty out on. Like, a lot of people, like, this is not just my opinion, but, like, the consensus seems to be that, like, this is going to be the Mixon drop off here. Um, which, obviously, that may change. Bengals are good. So, uh, he could still, he could still score, I- like, touchdowns or whatever he did last year that's that's possible but if that happens that leads trouble because i don't think james connor is going to be very good because arizona is terrible uh they don't even have a quarterback basically and so the run game i don't really imagine being (laughs) something that they rely on very much they're going to be throwing the ball most of the game being down so i just i don't know i'm I'm scared and then fields is you know it's a high risk high reward right it's like fields could be really good but they could also be very bad like he's on the bears I just – I don't know. I believe in the talent. I'm just not sure I believe in the fantasy points. Yeah, can he run for another 1,000? Yeah. And then add to his passing. You know, that's – there's a reason he ran for 1,000. That's because they threw 22 times a game last year, which is uh, the bottom – like, it's like third lowest in the last 30 years for an offense. Wow. They do um, – I mean, yeah. Well, I, and to defend Derek, I actually – I I like his running backs personally. James Conner is going to score touchdowns. You know, he he's got the kind of that goal line guy. You know, the team they have to get to the goal line for that to happen. They do. They do have to get to the goal line. That's a great point. That's a really good point. Um, I do think Joe Mixon is a great pass catching back, and both those running backs um, are in great offenses. Um, and I was thinking about Jahan Dotson. I'm seeing him on his bench, and when when we were talking about Cooper's team and Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson's potentially a better receiver than Terry McLaurin. And um, then like that makes me I'm not I don't like any of the receivers from the Washington team because I just don't think they're going to get enough chances. But I don't know. I I, I see what you're saying. What was he played three games last year or something? And he was bombing the ball. Yeah. (laughs) Might throw 20 interceptions, but (laughs) Um, that's like Dak Prescott. So I didn't hear that. 22. Sorry. My bad. And one he year, didn't play one four year. games. Leading offense in the league before that. Yeah, but then the most interceptions in the league while not playing four games. Um, Everyone has bad years, fun. Yeah, he's just had a couple. Uh, anyway, one. I think for my side, it's uh, David for me. And David. When, you st- when you started off, you read Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, Tyree Kill. I mean, that's a great core historically. We've talked about the Derrick Henry, you know, potential fall off, which – no one knows, you know, he's so big that he might not fall off. You he's know, a freak um, of nature. He could be the next Adrian Peterson where he just is relevant until he's like 45. 
Yeah, because it's just so big. And so not it's not about those three. To me, it's about like I I hate the Miles Sanders start. Like I think that's tough. I think Miles Sanders was good for the Eagles last year for the first I mean, I had him. It was like the first seven, eight weeks. He was great, but he does not run very tough. And for an offense that's going to be struggling in general in Carolina, I, I don't think there's going to be like a lot of room for him to run. So that that worries me a little bit. Um, as well as Javante Williams. And that's not because of Denver even. He tore his like ACL and MCL or something or meniscus. It was like a double knee injury on one knee. And this is his first season back from it. And it's it's not the easiest to come back from knee surgery. You know, even Brees Hall, I'm a little nervous about that too. It's like the first year after your knee surgery is seems yeah. to be tough for NFL running backs. I mean, even Saquon struggled his first year back. And then second mm-hmm. year is kind of when you take back off. And so the fact that it's two injuries on one knee, two major injuries, I'm not as high on Javante Williams as I was, you know, the last year or the year before even. Um, and then when I'm thinking or looking at his team, then you get into DJ Moore, who's been really good with bad quarterbacks, but bad quarterbacks mean you have really good weeks and then you have terrible weeks where they just can't get you the ball. So it's all we've already discussed fields and what that risk is there. If he's great, then DJ Moore is going to be a home run pick. But I'm not the most confident that Justin Fields is just going to come out and sling the ball two times, three times better than he did last year. I think that's a pretty big jump to take. It's always Uh, hard betting on him like that first season where they really need to prove it. Maybe that second season. But I get you where you're coming from there. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I don't love I mean, Cook's. And Drake London are, to me, very like similar fill-in pieces on the bench where I think Cooks is as steady as it gets with terms of receptions. He doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, um, but he gets the ball a decent amount, uh, and he'll be paired with and a London's good receiver. London's great. And London is great. I worry about Ritter putting the ball downfield a lot. I think Ritter's a fine – you know, he played great – or well in the last four games that he started, and I think he could win football games. I'm t- I'm speaking like pure yardage, you know, like yeah. how many yards is he going to rack up? I think Drake London's their go-to receiver by far. Um, I just worry. He's very you skilled. Know, it's just yeah. Yeah, it's not about. It's really yeah. not about London. It's more about who's getting him the ball and yes. with Bijan there too. If that's going to be you know the focus of their offense, it could be a great thing. I'm just a little worried. Like if those guys have to step in for Javante Williams or DJ Moore. You know, I yeah. don't know if that's like the firepower that's going to carry you to a lot of wins week by week. Um, and then lastly, and this one doesn't really matter, but David Njoku has been like so he's kind of like the old school Kyle Pitts where everyone talks about him as like this dude's a freak athletically like he should be so good. And I think we've all had him on our team and like he's like two catches and for 20 yards and one has to be a touchdown like yes every yes. time and then he'll have a week where he scores 18 you know like I'm not saying he doesn't have the talent but he's just a name I've heard so much like having a lot of hope in that I tight end is not going to make or break you when you're not one of those top tight ends already um but at the same time I'm not an Njoku believer personally yeah uh, they got like, all the Browns players tried it before yeah they have and all the Browns players kind of have that, like, will Deshaun get back to form, like, hope. You know, Amari right. Cooper, um, any other re- receiving threats. I don't know who else they have, but Elijah mainly Moore's Njoku. Elijah Moore is number two. 
Elijah Moore. Okay, and Njoku. Which John kind of – that was a good little sneaky – I think, like, John's last pick was Elijah Moore, where if Deshaun Watson does get back to form to Tyler's point, like, th- that could be a, your flex going forward. Because Elijah Moore is only, what, what, third or fourth year in the league, has a lot of yeah. talent. he just hated the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, he had Zach Wilson for years, and he's like, this sucks. <laughs> Fair. Fair critique. <laughs> um, Fair. Okay, let's go to our next one, which was the breakout player. That's your player. Uh, okay. Yeah, just player. So a breakout player can be on any team. Try to avoid your own team if possible. Um, and it can be a. It's not like they can't have they can have had a good season prior, but someone that you're like, oh, they're going to take a step. And mm-hmm. for me, I think in an obvious one, and then when you guys go, I'll come back around with a less obvious one. I think. Devonte Smith is a really big one for me. I I think everyone's projecting that. There's like, Derek. There's Derek. He finished the yeah. year so well, and they have AJ Brown to take pressure off of him as well. Like I think Devonte Smith could be a top five receiver this year, and mm. I don't even think that's super outlandish to say. Um, he gets oh. open. He's so fast, and I think he'll score. You know, six to eight touchdowns um, if he's on the field for you know fifteen to seventeen games. So. That's mm-hmm. a, that's an obvious one I'll go with right off the bat. Um, where are you guys looking when you see like a potential breakout? Um, I'm gonna go with can it, it's 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 twofold in the sense that it's two receivers on the same team, and I'm going Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. I'm very high on Kenny Pickett going into this year. He had a phenomenal preseason. Like looked like they scored every possession that he, he did was have in. a great preseason. He looked really good and general consensus amongst reporters is that people are very high on him. And so I'm kind of buying in to the Steelers this year. I mean, they're super, they're obviously, they have one of the best coaches in the NFL. Um, so I feel like if Kenny Pickett is that dude, then Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, both incredible talents. Um, they just really haven't had that guy. Like they were kind of post Ben Roethlisberger era. They haven't really had that guy that can get on the ball. So if that's Kenny Pickett, then I'm, I'm, buying their shares and I have Pickens on my team and that's why I picked him. So I, obviously that's a, a Homer pick by me, but I'll mainly focus on Deontay Johnson. Cause I do think he's the one a in that offense. So that's on Jack's team where I think that could really pan out for him. And Ty, what uh, about you? I'm going to go with, I'm just scrolling through the draft here and a name that popped off who I thought was great last year. And if he takes that next step could be in like the top couple rounds of the draft next year. And Connor has him, and I like him a lot. Is Kenneth Walker? I think that dude is an absolute stud, bell cow type of guy. I don't know what his pass catching ability is like, but seems like the type of guy where you just like give him handoffs, run zone read, uh, um, run him up the middle, and he'll get a ton of carries. Um, he's just a dog and just does not stop moving his feet. Um, I think he could play well above his fifth round, late or middle to late fifth round draft position. Um, this year. Yeah, I like that. I think for me, uh, another kind of obvious one, and then a pair of receivers is not obvious, but it's been talked about a lot this offseason. I think tie on your team, Jalen Warren for Pittsburgh, the running back. Mm. I I mean, there's a lot of talk already that by the end of the year, he'll be their starter. Yeah, and then watching great. him play in the preseason, granted, Pittsburgh had probably the best preseason out of any team. He just looks so much faster and more yeah. dynamic than not. It's like the Tony Pollard Zeke thing. Yeah, right, right. It, that's a great comparison. I feel like he could be the Pollard breakout um, type backup running back. Uh, and then the pair of receivers, like both Ohio State guys, is Olave and 
um, Jackson uh, Smith and Jigba. Yeah, Jackson Smith yeah. and Jigba. I think those two are have already been called out, so I won't spend too much time. But I, I trust wide receivers from Ohio State first and foremost. Olave was already decent with really bad quarterbacks last year. And I think Derek Carr will force the ball downfield, like Kyle mentioned. And then Smith and Jigba being the third wide receiver for Seattle is going to have great matchups. And I think he's shown so much potential in college, not that that carries over to the NFL always, but I just think he's too talented not to put up pretty big rookie year numbers, especially if Geno can play the way anywhere close to what he did last year and doesn't fall all the way apart. I think that's going to be a, a really interesting player to watch like throughout the season real quick too. I just want to mention something. And I think this is Randy, but he's got Amon Ra and Garrett Wilson who are both like, could they were picked in the mid second round who could move up after this year's performance to like top first yeah. round pick. I looked at both of them too. I was like, those it, are, those are just too obvious, I guess, but I know I just I, needed to mention that, that like, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. That could be really scary if they play the way everyone thinks they're going to play. Yeah. Um, and and I I'm a believer in both. I think those were smart ways to use the second round picks that he got from David there. Hundred percent. Okay, last last couple of questions, then we'll wrap it up. Since again, we don't really no one knows anything before the no. season. So we, we don't know we'll anything ever. Yeah, that's true. That's a better way to say. <laughs> that. Um, okay, these are our, our two favorites. So let's you know what? Let's start with you can't pick yourself again. Who do you think wins the fantasy the loop title this year? Wow. And you don't even have to have huge reasons. It's just go off your gut feeling. <laughs> Derek Sanger. Oh, my God. Okay, that is as bold as it gets. Hey, Justin Fields, McCaffrey, Mixon, and Devonta Smith. You talked about Devonta Smith, Connor. That's true. I talked about one of those four players. Yep. So look for him to break out this year. Okay. You just predicted a championship for Derek. That would be... I think the whole Luke would, like at that point, if you're playing against Derek in the championship, you have nine other people rooting against you. Yes. We all want to see Derek prosper. Paul and Derek get to play each other twice this year. I love it. Oh, yeah. that's Those are also the best matchups in the league are Paul and Derek. Yeah. Kyle, what do you got? I'll go, I'll go Cooper. Um don't really know why Connor did sell me a little bit when he was kind of going through his team. Like I do, I just love the Mahomes, Jefferson, Waddle trio. I think yeah. that's going to be like those receivers are filthy. Yeah, that that could like those three alone. Like even if the rest of your team has a down week, like those three alone can score you seventy five points uh, combined, if not even more than that at times. So yeah, I'll go Coop for that reason. Okay, I will go. Yeah, I'll go with Kyle this year um, because it's, I think we all know it's long overdue out of the people that haven't won. God damn so, it, Connor. <laughs> well, it's, I'm not dissing you. I'm just saying. No, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm more just way too high to <laughs> yeah. I'm just sad. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'll pick Kyle. I think it's everything comes together finally after being in the playoffs almost every year. So I'll pick Kyle this year uh, and maybe put a hex on you that way too. So uh, can we go over the remaining non yeah like so Kyle, the, Derek, David, and Paul. Dave, David and Paul. Yeah. So Kyle, uh, Derek, David, and Paul. Yeah. Those are the only ones who haven't won a championship. Um a true championship, obviously. Yes. Uh 
And so I, I, I'm going to go with Kyle. I think one of those gets knocked off, and then it's a race between David, Paul, and Derek to see who can act, who can pull down and lose. Uh, if one of those guys just doesn't win one ever, <laughs> that would be great. That would be it. Would be a great storyline. It really would. <laughs> I'm not not going to lie, but I'm you know I'm rooting for all of them except maybe Paul, uh, just because we have <laughs> to hear about it every week for the full off season. That's that's the main reason. I don't um, think anybody wants Paul to win a championship. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I tell you guys he direct messaged me on ESPN fantasy chat? There's now like a chat feature where yeah, you yeah. can like message each other. What did he say? Let me find it. He was already shit talking big time for our week one matchup. It was basically like your team sucks pussy or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's, oh, that's fantastic. That it's true to form for Paul. Just the method in which he attacked. Oh, he said, "You're a little bitch. Can't wait to kick your ass." <laughs> <laughs> He's always pretty straight to the point too with this shit talking. Yeah, that's what makes it so comedic. There's there's yeah. no like real thought process to it. He no. just sticks with the classics. Yeah, it always hits. <laughs> okay, and to to end the pod here today, let's go beer mile prediction. Always always the most fun pick of the show. Paul Jesus. Paul Sheffield for sure. <laughs> Paul, Paul for sure dude I mean I, I don't I hate his team you also just really want to watch him run it don't we, we all I mean he'd do better than Randy I'm, I mean would he God. I, I think Paul would do better than Randall I think Paul could complete it hmm. Kyle does not seem to agree Connor what do you think about that call I know he would drink a lot better, and that's that's the question. That's the biggest thing. I don't think the running. I think you can give yourself quite a bit of time running, but you have to pound the beers. You know, like Brandel was obviously the opposite, where the running was not an issue. He just spent twelve minutes drinking beer, and so that's. I I think his issue was the air buildup. I might have Paul coming in closer to 14 minutes, to be honest. I think ah. that might be more. Because <laughs> although I believe in his ability to chug, it's the third and fourth one are hard to do fast when you're breathing hard, as yes. oh, yeah. Tyler and I can speak to. Yes, we can. And so Connor will just know. drink it and throw it right up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's if you're trying to set records, Tyler. <laughs> uh, that was savage by you, by the way. Just pounding it, just immediately throw up and sprint. <laughs> full speed on everything the the part i give myself credit for is i never stopped to throw up it was on the move so oh, uh, never stop no wasted <laughs> motion I would, like, I would like to point out randall the while losing also threw up this year so uh, <laughs> <mid run. laughs> so he's a he's a double double infringement yeah um kyle who do you pick um i'll pick wherever my finger lands connor Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch! I don't, oh. know, I, I don't, I don't have any rationale behind it. I literally just put my finger on a random team. I'm gonna right. go with. I, I kind of picked him as the team I'm scared for, and I'm, I'm gonna go with David. I'm a little David. No, no, no you know what? I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna go with John Fishback. John, first two time yeah. runner. Uh, the reason John. being, two, two is his quarterback, so he's not gonna play the whole year. And, <laughs> and then uh, Stefan Diggs has been throwing a pity party all off season. So, you know, I'm just going to go with John because I think he's drafted a team of divas and oh. it's going to come back to bite him. Classic John. He also has Alvin Kamara on his team. Yeah. Bad juju. Always does. Really Always bad does. juju. So that's, that's my pick. And 
I know I'm going to hear from him immediately once he listens to this, but <laughs> oh, I'm sure. sticking with John. All right, Bell, right, cool. any final thoughts before we uh, wrap up the first lewd pod of the year, Commissioner's Corner? Um, no, I just cannot wait. I cannot wait for NFL football. One, a week two and Sundays half. away. Two Sundays, two Sundays away. Well, we got Thursday night. I think it starts Thursday night. Oh, you're right. You're right. We have Thursday right. night. So even closer. Yes. Even closer. I'm so pumped. I am so yep. fucking excited. Cannot wait, boys. Have All a good right. year. Have another, what, year 11? Good year? Year 11, baby. Let's go. Start the, who's going to start out the new decade with a championship? That's the question. Mm. <laughs> wait and find mm. out. <laughs> For Tyler, uh, Kyle, and Kamish Khan, we will talk to you next week. Peace. 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 You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.